You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Now on to, on to introducing Pastor Donish. You know, it's uh, when you when you get to do this uh, with people like him. I, I admire not only his his faith in public, but his but his character in private. And um, just watching over the course of the time that he's been here and how connected the fam his family is. Dad and mom are calling. Mother in law is is calling. Uh, Anita and the kids are on calls. I'm talking about multiple times a day, uh, and and that's the, the you're like th- that speaks volumes to you, because that is the your most important ministry is in your house, and so many so many pastors and leaders have sacrificed family on the altar of ministry and destroyed their families because of it. And when I see things like that, and after he's been doing this for over 10 years now, that, that speaks volumes to me because it shows me a healthy family dynamic, which is important for the long haul, right? Because this thing isn't a sprint. And so we're able to benefit from his life. And as he gets ready to come, this is what I encourage you to do. It's whatever I do every time somebody's speaking. I don't care who it is. I don't care how old they are, how long they've been doing ministry. As I say, Lord, I just honor this person. I position my heart as a son, and I receive everything that you have for me through them. I want to get everything that you've gotten. So that's what we want to do through Pastor Donish today. We want to get everything that he has for us, an impartation um, from, from our brother that's living in a place, uh, giving his life for the gospel uh, with, other, with other people that we get to be with. So if you would, just welcome him as he, he comes today. Pastor Donish. We honor you, brother. We bless you. We love you. Such a blessing. Good morning. It does not sound like revive the world. I said, good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. So when I was a kid and uh, we used to go to the school, um, I mean, I was grown up also when I went to the school, but when I was a kid, uh, this was like a tradition, a ritual in our school that every, whenever the teacher would come in the class, everybody would stand up and say, good morning, teacher. And there was a, a rhythm in which we used to sing, good morning, teacher. And, you know, but it's all so good. The, the word of the Lord says that Lord is pleased with those who are, child-hearted, you know. The Lord is always pleased with them. Uh, He's not pleased with childish people, but He is uh, pleased with those who have a heart like children because they are, um, they, they, they accept everything they hear, you know. But childish people accept even the wrong things. But the one who is connected with the Father, He knows what uh, what what is laid on the Father's heart. So everything we does, everything we do, everything we will be doing, it's all about fulfilling the Father's heart. There is no better agenda. There is no better mandate. There is no 
a bigger purpose than to just uh, bring and have his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the people of God say, Amen. Um, Pastor Tony is a wonderful, wonderful man of God. Um, you know, he praises me all the time. But you know, whenever he talks about me, I said, you talk good about me because you are good yourself. Um, and, and you know, I'm glad that you have such a wonderful pastor who carries the heart of fire for the gospel. You know, he, I have seen when he was there with us in Pakistan that with everything, like, you know, it's um, difficult for you to immerse or uh, be entangled with a culture which is not yours. You're brought up in America or for me even, I'm from Pakistan, I'm brought up in a different culture. But then we are here or he is there and we are so immersed as if we lived here for all of our life. But it's just so amazing. So it's all the Lord. Um, yesterday night was amazing. Um, how many people were here? I didn't see the hands. Wow. The miracle working power of the Lord was in the room. And we saw some fire burning, we saw weeping, we saw joy, we saw like everything, everything. The Bible was completed yesterday night here. And it was just amazing. And I believe that the Lord is going to do the same this morning. Amen. So what we spoke yesterday night, uh, before I, you know, I don't want to get a lot into what I am, who I am, what I do, because I have 30 minutes to talk to you. So I'm just going to get on to the word. Yesterday night we spoke about the uncommon favor of God. There is unmerited favor of God and then there is uncommon favor of God. And what I mean by uncommon favor is that the word says that he will give you such a grace that you will not sow, but you will reap from that land. You will... Not scatter the seed, but that that land will give you fruit. You will be able to see your crops in the land where you have not scattered the seeds. That's amazing. That's ridiculous. That, that makes no sense to us. Because we are habitual of th seeing things normal. Because we live in the world which is so full of technology and science and all kind of medicines and, you know, everything... Uh, this has to be this and that has to be that. So our minds have been so polluted with the things of this world that we are unable to see in the, in the unseen. We are unable to go beyond our eyesight. I mean, if I can look to that wall, I'm just stuck there to that wall. But I'm unable to see with what is behind the wall. Sometimes if you're standing on a hill, your eyes are, your eyesight gets blurry after a certain distance of a few hundred miles, a few hundred kilometers. And that's exactly what happens to us in our walk with Christ as well. Sometimes we are not able to see things beyond what we have learned. And we, because of that one uh, psychological disorder, I call it psychological disorder because it's one of the things which Satan has played with in our lives. That he has made us uh, think that this is who God is. And 
God is not going to go beyond this because this is what I have been uh, reading or this is what my pastor has been telling or this is what my parents taught me about God that God would do this but God is not going to do that because he is God so he is going to do this but not that and that's that's where the Satan really plays with our mind he wants to fit God in a box in our life he wants us to see God in just one way you know what what enemy has done over the years over the decades over the generations he have brought this image of God to people through the law of the Old Testament that God is so full of wrath God is so full of anger God is so full of everything just to kill those who will sin but then Jesus comes in the picture and he Pharisees were not ready what the Lord said why because the religion always shown them that God is this and God cannot be that Pharisees were angry with the Lord because Lord Jesus was presenting a different picture of the Father of God which the world never wanted to accept they said no no no, no. God is full of wrath why you perform miracles on the day of Sabbath God is this God do not do anything God rest God sleeps on the day of Sabbath the Bible talks about it in the book of Genesis on the seventh day God rested and and we thought that everything has to be stopped on the day of Sabbath pastors it's not for us I mean we don't rest but they said God rested on the seventh day. It was Sunday or Saturday, whatever. They said on the day of Sabbath, the Lord rested. That's why no miracles on that day because everybody is sleeping. Everybody is resting. Everybody is eating with their family. So no miracles at all. So you know, it, it is always that enemy will not come to you with horns on his head, with black tongue, long teeth. That's what we saw on Halloween. You know, we say that, you know, demons look like ugly. No, demons don't look ugly. They might come to you in the form of a beautiful lady. And man too. You know. The Bible says that your enemy can even come to you in form of an angel. In form of a white, shiny clothed angel. And that's how he would manipulate you to believe that God is on a certain way. And, and when I was speaking of uncommon favor of God yesterday, this is the part two of the same thing. But it is for the people who have built relationship with God and who know that you cannot Nobody can fit God in a box. God is God and he can perform miracles on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday or Sunday. It does not matter. God is more than willing to go above and beyond for you. 
the Bible says that if God gave his own son for us, what else he won't give to us? If he gave everything, you know, I just love when I talk about that perfect, complete sacrifice of the Lord. The many theologians put it like this, that when Lord came on this world, came in this world, heaven went bankrupt. Heaven went empty. The most precious element, the most precious person of heaven came down for us. For his majesty, for him this world was created. That's what the word says. For him this world was created. And he himself chosen to come for the people of this world who were against him. Who betrayed him. Who beaten him to death, who crucified and cursed him. And he knew that all of these things will happen, but still he chosen to just come down for that one stupid sinner. <laughs> he chose to come for a broken person, neglected one. And he chosen to just come and be yours. What else he won't do for you? But listen, you get to see the real precious, amazing, beautiful image of God just through relationship with Him. If you are somebody who do not have built your relationship with the Lord, you will still try to fix God in that small box of your brain. And you'll say, God is so full of wrath. Oh my Lord, I did this and now I'm going to die. I'm going to hell. Hell is not for people who have relationship with the Lord. Because if you believe hell for yourself, you are going there for sure. If you believe that God is full of wrath, yes, he's going to be a God of wrath for you. If you see, you know, whatever you believe shall be done for you. That's what we have from the word. And everything the words, word of God says, it settles it all. If you believe that wrath of God is for you, the wrath is coming your way. Just wait. If you believe that God is full of love, every single day you will experience His love in a profound way. That's what your belief will do for you. So everything is accessed for you. What more it could be? You know, when we were praying this morning in the, in, in the uh, prayer closet in this room, you know, I was, I, I was praying and suddenly the Lord began to speak to me. And it was like that God gave everything for us, made everything for us. And yet we believe and think that he is God who I can fit in this box. The box of my utility bills. The box of my debts. The box of my children's school fee. The box of my clothing, the box of my housing, the box of... And God is able to pay 2000 but He won't pay 20000 for me. <laughs> and God can, you know, let my children go to a public school, but He won't give me resources to send them to a private school. But God is able to do this, and you know, it's all the manipulation and pollution of the world and our enemy, which is fit somewhere in our minds, and we are not even trying to get rid of it. 
And if somebody tells us, we pick up the Bible and we bring more better verses. Pastor, you were wrong. God still do not perform miracles on Sunday because it's the off day. We are supposed to rest on Sundays. Let's, let's look at a verse today, this morning. I want you to go on a journey with the Lord in your life where impossible becomes possible for you. Where you don't have limits. Where you do not try to fit God in your old, dirty, black box. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, if you have your Bibles or mobile apps, whatever. Turn with me and just look at the word and listen to the word. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases their strength. And then the verse 30 says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But he will give strength. He will give power to those who are. Can I hear something from me? Power to those who are weak. Broken. Empty. Those who are ready to say, not me. I don't have it. You know, I love when somebody praises me. Everybody does. But when I look at myself, I see myself as an ultimate failure. Failure in my relationships. Failure, you know, dealing good with the family, I have learned it in a very hard way. Difficult way, I learned how to value your relationships. First, I was a failure in my relationships. Um, failure in business, I tried to do a lot of business. I tried to do a lot of jobs. And everywhere, I found myself as a zero. Um, then, I was failure in my education. I was doing bachelor's in business administration, BBA honors. And I had no fees to pay, so I dropped my last semester and, I, and I, never I never went back to the college or university ever again. Wherever I tried to fit myself, I found myself as an ultimate failure. Think about it that you have crossed all three and a half years of your education and now you're here uh, in the last semester and what's next is your degree, which will help you to do the best job you could ever have maybe here in states or in Paka or wherever. But I did not have fees to pay for that last semester. So there was a board uh, at, the, at, the, at the examination uh, room's door. And it, it says, roll number 48205. That was my roll number in my university. Roll number 4805 is not allowed to sit in examination. That was a public thing. I was ashamed. I was ashamed that everybody is looking at this board right now and they know that this person is not able to pay fees. His parents are unable. He is unable. And that, that's really shameful. If you have children going to school, they won't wear teared up shoes because other friends are watching them. 
So just think about the level of shame I had at that moment when on that board it was written that roll number 4805 is not allowed to sit in examination because of the fees unpaid. I saw myself as an ultimate failure. And today, after 10 years of our ministry, we are impacting the world with the gospel. All 1040 window everywhere in 80 countries of the world, we are preaching the gospel and people say, wow, pastor, you do such a wonderful job. And when I see today myself even, I say, Lord, I have nothing. I have nothing in myself, even a blink of a, of a brightness which I could look at and say that I am enough capable that you are going to use this broken, ashamed, guilty person for your glory. How come you can use such a man like me who had no skill, no education, a failure in business, a failure in job, a failure in finances, a failure in everything, how is it possible? Have you not examined me? Were you not looking when I was standing there at the door of that examination hall, reading my roll number and weeping in my heart? Did you not see it, Lord? Then I read this verse which says that he would give strength to those who are weak. He never looked for special people, Superman, Spider-Man, and Avengers. <laughs> he is looking for ordinary people, broken ones, rejected ones, neglected ones, who mama, papa say, you are of no use. Go out, kicked. Neglected by the society, you are of no use. Then the word says, that he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. He increases your strength, which means that now you won't see God as a wall, but you'll be able to see beyond the wall. Now you are not living your life depending on the seen, but you will live your life depending on unseen. I don't have food to eat, but thank you, Lord, that I and my generations to come will be fed. You don't have clothes to wear, but you are believing that you will uh, buy and you will own Dillard's. Whatever, I mean, just Dillard's is not a very good place, but anyway. You know, you don't have it, but you're living in unseen now. Usually, when we talk about faith, we talk about Peter. He walked on water with the Lord. And whenever we say, let's step out of the boat, it sounds like, fine, what's wrong? We can step out of the boat. But no, I'm not going to say you because this phrase has become a weak statement. It do not sounds like a strong statement anymore because people have spoken this over and over. Let's step out of the boat. Let's step out of the boat. Today I want to bring this to you. That you got to live beyond your impossibilities. You got to live and believe. Believe with every part of your blood. Every part of your flesh. Every DNA. Every cell in your body. Shall believe this. 
that there is beyond my impossibilities which I already have accessed because of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. What more could be there? Sorry, that thing which I wanted to say, I left in between about the prayer this morning. The Lord said, if you got access to the throne room, the Bible says, in Revelation it says that we have access to the throne room of God. If we have access there, it's not a comfortable place for many to be in. From his throne comes the sounds and thunders. Scary to many people. Sounds and thunders are, are generated in his throne. You will hear screams and shouting and yelling. John says in the, in, in the book of Revelation, he says that below the throne of God, were the spirits of martyrs, he saw them. And they were screaming and they were yelling and they were asking for justice. The spirits of the martyrs below the throne of God. Is that a comfortable place to be in? But we have access to that place from where everything is generated. Birth. If we have access there, how can you just live in your possibilities? If we have access there in the unseen, you people live a supernatural life. If you don't believe it, you won't live it. But if you do believe it, you are going to live it. But listen, let's, let's look what it says. The verse 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young man shall utterly fall. People, these are the people who do not believe. They are young people. The Bible is uh, talking about those who are warm-blooded animals. Young people. They are young people. They don't believe. They believe on science. They say there was a blast and apes were created. You know, somebody said it and I laughed like, I laughed. I said, you brother can consider yourself to be a monkey, I cannot. <laughs> if you want to believe that you were a monkey once, that's your own wish. No, 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 no. I'm born of a real woman and I'm a human. I'm not a monkey. And if you think that there was a blast on the face of earth and apes were created later on, they civilized, that's your own perspective. People, young people want to believe on anything, any stupid thing, which will make no sense, not just here in America, there in, in Pakistan as well. Young people are into anything, anything, anything. You tell them something, they'll say, yes, yes, he's right. Because they are ready to believe on anything. That's why I said, the Lord loves those who have hearts like child, but he do not love those who are childish. He do not want childish people. I don't want childish people to be around me. They'll pollute me too. No, I'm not saying that start to hate them and run away from them. <laughs> but what I'm saying is do not get polluted by the pollution of this world. 
Then it says in the verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with the wings of eagles. Hallelujah. How many people love it? They will mount up with the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And this now talks about those people who, who are ready to not just step out of the boat, but live in impossibilities. Seek impossibilities. Listen to me. Seek impossibilities. Seek, look for the opportunity to live in impossibility. Seek for the place where you could find yourself in a position where you'll say, Oh my Lord, this could not be possible at all. Today, whatever you see us doing, I don't know if pastor will allow to, uh, others to watch the video or not right now. But, um, yeah. But, Whatever we are doing, it was like a dream. It was like an impossibility for us to do. Spending such an amount of money living in Pakistan where our ministry even today is not able to raise more than 100 or $200 a month. There we are spending over $30,000 every month. Every month, raw satellite companies do not care if you have raised money or if you have not raised money. What they want is the monthly fee for the satellite for sure. It is like a challenge every month. It's like an impossibility. It's like a mountain which I cannot climb. Look for impossibilities in your life. Look for the things which make you think, I am not born for this. If you think that you're not born for something, get into that thing. If you think that I'm unable to do it, just go for it. You will see heaven open then. You will see your wings spreaded. One thing I want to say and then I'm going to wind it up. When the baby eagle is baby and the mother eagle how they train that baby eagle is wonderful. You know, you know, right? They would take the baby eagle to an impossible place. The mother eagle would take baby eagle to an impossible place. <laughs> highest peak of the mountain. Highest edge of the mountain. And the mother eagle would take baby eagle so high that when the baby eagle would look down his or her legs would start shaking shivering no 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 mama not today this looks impossible i cannot do that i'm not born for it you know many people are eagle in this room and maybe they have started to think that they are chickens and not eagles Or people watching me online. They are eagles. They are born to be an eagle. But they have started to feel like chickens. Why? Because they have lived so long with chickens. They have been around with chickens for so long. People who told you, Pastor Tony, Pakistan don't go there. That's where Taliban are. <laughs> Pastor, don't do this. Are you crazy to go to Pakistan? 
Pakistan is not place for Americans to go. Listen, miracles happened. We saw blind eyes open, deaf ears open, mute people got new tongues, cripples walked. There was a woman who came with her, uh, they brought her on wheelchair. She was on the wheelchair for three years, paralyzed, completely, completely could not walk at all. She ran on the platform to testify what Jesus did for her that night. Miracles will begin when you will start to live in your impossibilities. For an American child, America or a better place than America could be a dream, but not Pakistan. But what if you begin to live in the, your impossibility? Now, I'm not encouraging you to come to Pakistan. If you want, you are more than welcome. Revive the world, have a home away from home. You know, and it's our blessing to have uh, Pastor Tony, you all as our covering there. But live in the impossibilities. Go to the highest peaks which looks impossible to you. And I'm not just saying it. I lived it and I'm living it. That's why I'm encouraging you to just go out. Now, let's get back to that chicken thing. We have lived so long with chickens that now we have started to look ourselves as chickens and not eagles anymore. Now, what you got to do is, Either you stay like a chicken for the rest of your life or you make those chickens eagles like you. Have you ever seen a goat transformed into a sheep or a sheep transformed into a goat? That's ridiculously impossible. But the Bible says that everything is possible with God. Today we live in a world where men think that they are supposed to become women. And women think that they were born to become men. It's not just American thing, it's global thing. It's everywhere. They think that they are chicken. No, you are an eagle. You are a woman or a man. If you have found your relationship with Father God, I clicked the picture here. Allah did not save me. Mary did not save me. I am saved only through the Son of God, Jesus Christ. If I have found my relationship with Him, I will begin to walk in impossibilities. And if you're still somebody who is lukewarm Christian, my friends, there is no way. For lukewarm Christians, I usually say this. People who are sinners, they are definitely going to hell. People who are uh, with the Lord, who have built relationship, they will be living in the kingdom. But what about lukewarm? I said there is a wall between heaven and hell, and these people will be sitting all of eternally, it, for eternity on that wall. Not here and not there. Half cold and hot, half warm. Not warm, it's hot. It's burning hot. And I want to end it up right here. Listen to me. Very carefully. This is not an American thing. This is not a Pakistani thing. It's not my culture. It's not your culture. I'm going to talk to you everything out of the word of God. This word of God, which is unchanged, unchangeable. And nobody can manipulate with the word of God. There is a day coming. I was in America on my last trip. 
I was with one of our mutual friend in, in Pensacola, Florida. And um, I asked him one day, I said, uh, Pastor, I want to go uh, to see how, uh, what, what uh, a cemetery here looks like, a graveyard, a cemetery looks like. And he kept quiet for a minute and then he looked at me. We were driving somewhere and he looked at me and he said, you are in Pensacola right now, brother. Here, when I host people, they would ask me to take us to Pensacola Beach or Pensacola Museum or some good place. You're the first guest who is asking me to take you to a cemetery. Why? I said, there are two reasons. One, I want to remind something to myself as I'm here. As I'm here on a Christian land, I'm here in a country which is called and founded on the name of the Lord. On your dollar bill, it says we, we trust in God. We miss these things so much. I don't know why Americans talk against America and American church. You all curse your church and curse your country all the time. I don't know why. We, where I come from, uh, there the gospel is being preached because of the church in America. Because of American people. And, and I said, I want to remind myself that what death, death would look like as I'm here. The second reason is, I really want to see how a Christian cemetery would look like. But first one is a solid reason. I want to see some things about this beautiful land which is, which is founded on the name of the Lord. So he takes me there. And one thing which I always remember, I never forget even for a minute in my life. There is a day coming, just like all of them who are there under the ground. You, I, does not matter our skin color, our creed, our, our, our culture, our background. There is a day coming when the dust will be in dust. We all will go there. When you will go there, how will you define yourself in front of the Lord? I have prayed this for my life. That the day I would go and I will be standing in front of God, I do not want Him to say me, you fool, I don't know who you are. You never belong to me. What I want for my life is that He would say, like a father, you know, when your son would do something wonderful, you as a father would tap on his shoulder. I'm so proud of you. You lived your life. You, you did not just pass your life. There are people who are just passing their life, like wasting their time. Wasting, oh, we are so busy with our job, brothers. Oh, brother, I cannot do this. Oh, I don't have time for the church. You know, I'm so occupied. Your job is taking you nowhere. Honestly, your business is taking, it's wonderful. I mean, what we were talking yesterday night, that finances in the hand of a Christian is a weapon. But they're not taking you anywhere. When I will stand in front of the Lord, I want him to tap on my shoulder. Did I tell you that I wanted to become a mafia when I'm grown up? No? Yes. He made me a warrior, not a mafia. But now I have a desire that my father would tap on my shoulder. Wonderful. Such an incredible work you did. I'm so proud of you. My heart breaks just to listen that. 
you did such a wonderful job on earth. I'm so proud of you. And in every Christian heart, this has to be like a heartbeat every single moment. My need to hear this from my father. I need to live an impossible life. I want to do things beyond my limits. I want to live a life which, re- which will really bring meaning to this world, to this church, to this community, to this world, which is dying and eagerly waiting in expectation for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Let's close our eyes this morning. Let's challenge ourselves. Let us challenge ourselves. Can I ask you all to please stand on your feet, incredible people? I feel a very powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit in this room. As I release this word in these 30-35 minutes which are past, listen to the voice of the Father. It does not matter if your name is Joe or Jadine or Jeff or Lance. Sarah, whatever your name is, He has called you by your name. Turn to somebody and tell him right now with great aggression, Pastor Tony, the Lord has called you by your name. Turn around, tell somebody, don't be ashamed. Do not be shy. The Lord has called you by your name. You have been called by your name. Wow. Shandra mana sokrolorobo. Let's challenge ourselves this morning and say that I will move and I will walk and I will position myself in my impossibilities. The Bible says in Psalm that he, he, he designs, He prepares table for me in front of my enemies. What an impossible place it is to be. Enemy is there and you are eating dinner with the enemy. Well, that's what, I mean, it says that He would prepare table for me in front of my enemies. It makes no sense. It's impossible. How will I survive? But then the word of God also tells me that when he will like your character, when the Lord will like your nature, your character, I don't know what the word in English that is, but in Urdu it means that when he will like your character, your nature, even your enemies will become your friends. Let's lift up our hands and ask the Lord to give you grace to live in uncommon to go beyond limits, to live in impossible states, to make decisions which are difficult, to take challenges which are really, really challenging. Places which you desired to go and you said, I don't have finances. You might not go there, but you can send your resources there. You are still going with your resources. 
but we will never do that because you know the enemy says that no you go will you do something which you have in your hand maybe two fishes and five loaves of bread maybe something something your prayer your skill your talent i don't know will you do that because it looks like impossible how can i contribute to revive the world what can i do you know my friends if you are the part of this church revive the world name itself carries the vision and i don't know the heirs to come but in these heirs the lord has released the vision to impact pakistan with the gospel to this ministry and why i am here is to benefit that vision in a way to just i have no money to give you i am an unable man in that in that area but i'm just here to bring the word which can bring life to this vision why pakistan close your eyes and just listen to me you don't have to look at me i'm not that pretty at all pakistan is a gateway for all of the middle east karachi where we are based that's a city of 27 million souls alone that one city the total population of our country is 270 million people christianity out of 100% is 1.7% 5% is the total number of minorities living in that country there are over 650 tribes which is which consist millions upon millions upon millions of souls and these are the souls which have never heard the name jesus even once in their life will you not heart burn for that this is something what the lord has already given to your ministry that's why i'm just trying to elaborate it a little bit more so you know what you're doing to this morning and in that karachi is gateway to pakistan and pakistan is the gateway to whole of middle east arab and asia so whatever is happening in that country or in that city will the impact goes across the nations the impact goes across the nations in 1040 window so my friends i want to challenge you this morning to do something impossible not trusting me not trusting pastor tony but trusting the lord the father of everything hallelujah Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.